0: To the Anxious in Austin podcast. I am Marianne Stout of the Anxiety Treatment Center of Austin.
1: And you I'm are? Dr. Thomas Murphyman, independent.
0: Um, independent. Um, today, Thomas, why don't you tell us what we're talking about and why why you're yeah. interested in this? was one of one of your topics.
1: Yeah, I thought this one was interesting. Um, uh, I feel like we've done I don't know. I guess there was no way out of it. We've done a lot of kind of pandemic-related things <laughs> over time. Um, I think cause it's just it's what's going on. We've talked about, um, mm-hmm. but this one came up one we haven't like really talked about um, before because well,
0: it's relevant to now.
1: Correct, correct, yeah. Um, so basically, what was going on is that I was reading I was reading about the vaccines and. Um, basically that the US was like doing well on vaccines, like people were getting them um, and whatever the rates were going down and we're trying to get to this herd immunity level. Like this is sort of the goal, right? Let's get this herd immunity level um, as a group. Um, but what I thought was interesting is they were like, oh, you know, at the time, this is what, maybe a couple of weeks ago, at the time, It was something about maybe around like 60, 61% of adults in the US had had one of the shots, like at least one shot, which is like great great, and and confers a lot of immunity. Um, And it had been, I guess, the percentage of of adults who'd gotten had been going up, but that they were hitting this uh, point where they were saying, well... It's not like it's gonna just keep going up until you hit ninety percent, hundred percent. The idea was that actually uh, the people that are not getting vaccinated, the sort of this thirty-five percent, was actually people who were saying they weren't going to. So that, like, that was kind of. I mean, that was initially interesting. I was like, okay, yeah. So it's thirty-five percent who are saying they're not going to. But then in the research they were doing on it, what I thought was interesting was the, the why. They're so like, why are we not uh, getting vaccinated? You know, why, why are 35% of us not getting vaccinated? Um, and obviously there's, you know, you hear stuff about it in the, whatever, on the internet and all these people having views and all this stuff. But what I thought was interesting, was they actually were um, putting people in these categories in this uh, this research, this, I guess, survey they'd done. And I believe it was, was it 15% of people were not getting vaccinated because they were wanting to wait and see how other people responded or they weren't sure if it was safe. And I was just like, oh, they mean I'm anxious. I was like, oh, wow, wait, 15% of the population is, has anxiety about getting the vaccine. Like, mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what wait and see how other people respond, see if anything bad happens to them. I, I'm not sure I trust it. What if the, it was rushed? It went too quickly. What if there's... All of that is anxiety, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh wow!" So this fifteen percent of people not taking it is anxiety, and I'm like, "Well, that's 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 our area here." We and just got some just, pretty strong relevance, you know.
0: Yeah, we were talking even in our um, in our practice and uh, our meeting that we do every week about this very piece. How they're you know they have talked about like the people who are you know distrustful of it, and um, you know that some people like medically can't get vaccines mm-hmm. for whatever reason, um, but that they didn't talk at all about this group of, you know, there's definitely a, a group of people who are anxious about getting vaccinated and that that's not really captured in the data. That
1: yeah, I'm not hearing that from, mm-hmm. I, I'm not hearing that in all the discussions. There's a lot of, it's a lot of uh, yelling and pushing and this sort of stuff, but there's not a lot of like, people are, people are anxious. And I was also thinking... You know, there was this, of the 35% in this thing, there was 20% who were like, I do not want to get it, or I'll only do it if you make me. And I know, as I'm sure you do, that a lot of people who are anxious about something don't say, I'm anxious about it. Because
0: it's vulnerable. Mm
1: -hmm. It's vulnerable and scary Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. makes you uh, look weak to uh, you know some people and what you say instead if you're scared of being vulnerable but you're also afraid of something is you say I don't like it mm-hmm. it's bad you know many of the things people don't like and say are bad are actually things they're afraid of mm-hmm. so then I was like to myself, geez what percentage of this you know you know it's 35 percent is actually driven by anxiety?" And, you know, so that was getting me really interested.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm curious, as usual, what does it look like in your clinical practice? Have you come across this at all? Have people talked about this? Were um, seeing boots on the ground?
1: Yeah. It doesn't come up too much. Um, there's definitely, I mean, there's definitely been, and look, I think this is another piece is it's, there's, a whole bunch of different ways to be anxious about vaccine, right? Because we've got, um, so I, I'll look this up for, for numbers, but we have 3 to 4% of the U.S. population who has actual blood injection phobia, Fobia. right? And that's, that's just the ones who've reached this clinical level. Mm-hmm. And there's like thirty percent of young adults are afraid of needles. Twenty-one mm-hmm. percent of adults. One of my children children are included in that number. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would include myself in that number. I am I am never afraid yeah. needles and and blood. You know, like yeah. especially my own. I I really don't like I really don't like needles. Yeah. Wow. I do it, but I don't enjoy it. Uh, I look, I don't look forward to it.
0: Yeah, we had to do some uh, exposure practice before flu shot. Oh, <laughs> did, uh, role play. yeah. yeah. <laughs> then when we went to the doctor for, like, well checks this most recent time, and the doctor's like, well, you know, cup September, you're likely yeah. going to have – approved for kids and I was like can we get Johnson and Johnson just one shot like can you put the flu shot in with the
1: COVID shot
0: (laughs) (laughs) minimize the number of shots per yes yeah but but
1: but it was so you know we'll we'll obviously get kind of get into more detail on this but you know we've got the there's all different types of anxiety that can play itself out in wanting to avoid something right because our natural That that's our natural human response to anxiety is avoidance. So
0: sure, and then I mean, what I've seen yeah. clinically is like some some of the health anxiety piece of exactly. right if I get yeah. this, what kind of side effects am I going to have? What's what, how's it going to make me feel physically? What is it? Is it going to cause any kind of you know mm-hmm. health problem if yeah. I get this? All what the is
1: time. the long term? What's a long term thing? Am I I'm going to be constantly checking myself to see if something's happened and. Um, yes, it's only the health anxiety piece. I've had um, some people with uh, like more that agoraphobia from, I think, again, pandemic related people who've like used to be a lot more engaged in going to places and doing things. All of a sudden, you know, after a year of not really leaving, kind of avoiding going to places where people are. And,
0: well, I think that is a something I've seen a ton clinically, is that what they call the like, re-entry yeah. anxiety of people, yeah, fearing some of the social, it, some of it is like the lingering some fears of COVID still, you know, it's really hard, I keep saying like logically you get it, this vaccine is very safe, you know, it's going to protect me a lot, um, very unlikely that I'd get it, but it's still, right, we need to experience going out and seeing that I don't get COVID multiple times Totally, it's just brain to believe it, mm-hmm. and, yeah. The social piece, too. I haven't been socializing in over a year, and if yeah. I'm yeah. already having some social anxiety, yeah. i have this on top yeah. of it. So, Tell I
1: practice and and the health an- and for the health anxiety folks, right? You know, there's some who like will cope with the fears by overly accessing medical care, but there's a whole chunk who do the opposite, right? This is, I mean, very common, right? And probably the ones that were less aware of and tracked less of the ones who are staying away from medical settings because of health anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, and so going to these big mass vaccination things or going to like a doctor or a hospital or, you know, that's very, very hard to do if mm-hmm. you have those kind of fears. So, I don't know. I, I think there's like multiple types of anxieties that could be playing into this.
0: hmm that, yeah, it doesn't get like parsed out so much. I mean, I've definitely worked with plenty of people who are very motivated to get the vaccine, right? This is why people come to get treatment for anxiety because their anxiety is kind of, you know, running head on into what their values are. And so I do have plenty of people who are like, I want to start doing things or I want, you know, to start interacting in the world more. Um, but, and I realize that the way forward in doing that is getting vaccinated, but my anxiety is preventing me from taking those steps.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So I work on it for that, some of the discomfort that comes along with facing Mm -hmm. fear.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you've been coming across it a bit and it looks like you've been kind of thinking about it a little bit too, this, this, uh, like anxiety part of, of, um, avoidance of vaccines. Sure. Yeah. Um,
0: yes i think just chronologically speaking maybe where we are in austin i guess i think um maybe that was more uh, you know earlier on the fear of getting the shot or shots and now i think what i'm seeing more is that like re-entry
1: okay yeah like
0: as of today
1: yeah I'm, i'm definitely seeing more of the the re-entry fears so just that 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 uh oh I logically know that I'm okay like like people who've maybe been vaccinated right and are still worried about putting themselves in such situation because it feels wrong because you've been told for a year to be afraid of air you know
0: Mm -hmm. and people
1: and people and Mm -hmm. people breathing near you and yeah
0: and then all of a sudden you're told like You, If you're vaccinated, you can be, you can do anything and you don't need a mask, basically, you know, and that is a really big (laughs) switch. And, you know, like we always talk about, like, logically, you might understand, like, science supports this, but that's not how our anxious brain works. It needs to be shown and shown a lot.
1: I mean, most people are coming to us for exactly that reason, right? I sort of logically shouldn't feel this amount of fear and avoidance, and I want to not, but I don't know how to change it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I will say the one, not the one, but one of the beauties of having multiple shots for Moderna and Pfizer, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have definitely had some clients with some, um, some of the more health anxiety fears and being very in tune with their physical bodies yeah. that had a big reaction to the first shot um, because of anxiety, right? And yeah. contrary to how most people are experiencing this, maybe a lesser reaction to the second shot yeah. of habituation piece of like getting a shot, <laughs> even though, right. Most of the population is saying like I had a big response to the second shot. Yeah. But I, I just had a client this morning who talked about that. She's like, yeah, no second shot I had a sore arm. It was fine. And after yeah. first, first shot, she got so anxious. I had such, you know, I had every physical symptom you could ever think of. Yeah. I didn't want to get the second shot. Um, it, you know, but it took a few days for it to get easier and, and, oh, sure. yeah, mm-hmm. oh, sure. and then it was easier to, like, go get the second one because I'd been through it already. Yeah. So, yeah. I was like, oh, this is the one, one good thing about multiple chat. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the recent experience of it to show you you can survive it. You can
1: tolerate it. Totally. Yeah.
0: Have you had any clients who have absolutely chosen not to get shots because of it because of the anxiety around
1: it um yeah yeah i i have and i mean but what what was interesting is we we weren't necessarily working on that as the anxiety it was actually more of a social anxiety about Mm. telling people that that was the choice that they were making so that was actually in this case the not getting the vaccine was the exposure to anxiety huh yeah interesting humans are so interesting so, yeah you think
0: you like have it categorized or understand mm-hmm.
1: yeah. and and because there, i mean this is one of the fattest i think that goes on here is there is a lot of shaming around this kind of stuff you know like, like there is uh in the in the culture if you don't do what people want you to do there is currently a whole lot of like, it's quite okay to be shaming everybody mm-hmm. as, as an attempt at control. And I, I don't know, I, my thoughts are that um, we should deal with this anxiety how we would deal with every other anxiety, which is to be compassionate about it, try to understand where it's coming from and try to help, help to relieve the anxiety rather than trying to just exert power and control over people.
0: Oh man, we're gonna go back to like some shame podcast (laughs) because I feel like that is so often how a lot has been managed with this. Oh yes, through shame in lots of different ways. Mm -hmm. How like short term maybe works a little bit, right? Long term, people rebel, people shut down. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, and then I and and I think the choice to go to shame or pressure, or control, is coming from someone's own internal discomfort. Mm -hmm. I'm kind, right? They're trying to manage their own stuff. Yeah. Got to do what I want or else I'm not okay. Yeah.
0: And it is a very, like, you know, quick reaction as opposed to, like, you know, if you were to give it some time and space, that might not be where you would end up.
1: Totally, yeah, and, and I, I think there is this natural thing, right, where if somebody is feeling anxious about something and avoiding it, we know this, that uh, there's very little benefit to someone trying to shame them and push them to do No, you need to go do this thing. I'm going to push you and shove you and shame you and force you. What do people do, right? Their, their instinct is pretty obvious, like push back. I'm not gonna do that. Or if they do do it, then
0: there's a lot of like resentment. Totally. Or, yeah. Yeah, and what we're trying to go for so often with, you know, what we have talked about a lot is one of the best parts of exposure is that like, you know, empowerment or self-efficacy that it brings because I chose to face this fear. I chose to lean. I chose to do the opposite. But if I'm being like forced to do it right? Already anxiety is such uh-huh. a like powerful, dominant feeling. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh huh.
0: And so it's just more of that feeling of like submission and totally. powerlessness.
1: Totally. Yeah. Being dominated again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus the empowerment, right?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, uh, so 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 I'm really I'm really interested in that. I'm like, oh I'm really interested in oh well what are well if people are, are open and vulnerable enough to be saying what their fears are, then yeah, like what are the fears? You know, mm-hmm. like what what are these what are these thoughts that are coming in that are getting people anxious and wanting to avoid?
0: Yeah, which is so great, right? Because how we talk about too, like some of the fundamentals of CBT. Just naming it, right? Naming it first,
1: right?
0: The thought like serves to externalize it, right? Serves to shift that relationship with it. And that so often people are like, I know this sounds silly, but and then when they say it out loud, right? Like you're always like, Well, I bet it didn't sound silly thirty seconds ago, right? Like being able to name it. Yeah.
1: Shifts it. Totally, yeah. So that and again, not not shame, but like, you know, being interested. Find, finding it, yeah, curiosity. Trying to identify what it is that is that is so powerful. So I did. Uh, I did dig into the the that. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> I did dig into the uh, of that survey was of of people that came up with that thirty five percent. Not going to do it. Oh, I um, love it. And I'm going to just yell out some uh, some. Numbers, but well, I don't know. I'm gonna get numbers, but I'm, I'm gonna yell out some of the fears that came up mm-hmm. that the people endorsed. And if I happen to write numbers next to it, I might mention those. <laughs> so, um, and these came up in different ways, like in different questions. So, I might say the same one a few times. Uh. And I, I took all these answers to mean anxious because from where I stand, these answers to me are just a way of saying I'm anxious. Um, so not being confident that the vaccines were safe, 56% of people not getting vaccines for saying this. Um, want to wait and see, uh, see what happens when more people have gotten it, which means anxious about yeah. what happens to people when they get it.
0: I'm uncertain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, uncertainty.
1: uncertainty. Yeah, if if you're saying I want to wait and see, it's just an avoidance coping response to the underlying fear of something bad is going to happen to some someone when they get this. Right, so that that's why that means um, anxiety. Uh, Yeah, fears that it's not safe. Fears of getting side effects.
0: Oh,
1: that probably speaks a lot to the health anxiety piece. Totally. Totally, yeah. And, uh, yeah, fears of, of, uh, of side effects. Um, of people that were not getting it, it looked like 76% of people predicted or afraid there would be serious side effects. Um, 36% believed that you could get COVID from the vaccine. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so, like, imagine... 36%? The, of the ones who didn't get it, yeah, in this uh, thing. Yeah, so I- imagine that, right? Like, speaking of compassion, imagine that you thought that um, you could get COVID from this vaccine. Don't you think you'd be, like, maybe wanting to avoid it? Yeah. And wait and see if everyone gets, gets COVID or sure. what, what happens, right? So that's one of the fears. There's a, there was a common one I'd never heard of. Where people were, uh, 29% of the ones who weren't getting it were afraid that it would cause you to be infertile. Had you? uh, I've heard this this one just for women. I
0: heard it, but it's just for women, not for men.
1: Okay. I don't know
0: where this came from.
1: Yeah, so that's again, like imagine that you thought. I mean, for me, that felt great. But, <laughs> but, but yeah. considering you might yeah. want kids, then uh, yeah, yeah they, you might be like, "Wait, oh yeah, hey, I won't get COVID, but like, oh no, what if I become infertile from this? Well, maybe I'm gonna wait and not get it and see what happens, and like, m- maybe I mean that sounds risky, or fears that it will change your DNA. Um, uh that it's okay. too like new, the DNA stuff.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, that uh,
1: piece." Yeah, right. But that's that's a scary that's a scary idea too. Sure. DNA, and therefore, that's oh, the fear is obviously not changed DNA. The fear is like, well, if my DNA gets changed, what will happen to me? Yeah. Right? That that's the real fear. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's too new. There's not enough research. Which that's that's the thought, but the underlying fear is, because it it's yeah, it's not a then all these bad things might happen to me. Yeah, I don't trust it, which means I'm afraid of it. I'm afraid. <laughs> um, weirdly enough, Zero said fear of needles, even though we know fear of needles is very common. So mm-hmm. that means people are not reporting that.
0: Yeah, I haven't personally, but within our practice, there have been plenty of people who've been doing exposure specifically so that they can get their vaccine, yeah. uh, exposure yeah.
1: to yeah. And maybe the people that are saying they're not going to get it, aren't the ones who are admitting sure. it's because I'm afraid of needles because sure. maybe that, that's too vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Whereas like citing some bigger concern uh, is considered more acceptable.
0: Sure.
1: But we know that fear of needles is very common. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and so, yeah. with
0: yeah. level of phobia, I think that's a big thing that people don't always understand, right? When yeah. it's the level of phobia, it's not like anybody who's just like, oh, that hurts. I don't really want to do it right? It's an irrational fear, then it's like takes on a much larger um, uh, importance. Uh, Who? Is it you? It might have been you that I've stolen this from. Whenever I have clients who want to explain anxiety to loved ones or OCD to loved ones and why it's hard to do exposure or talk about that, like imagine you were standing on the edge of a cliff and somebody said, go ahead and jump. I promise you it's fine, right? That's sort of like what people are feeling when they're saying, no, no, go ahead and get yeah. A shot, when you have a needle phobia, it's going to be fine. There's a fear, like, I, I might not be able to cope with this. I might go crazy or I might die. Kind
1: of. Totally. Totally. Like, these are, serious, these are serious fears. And if you have serious fears and you don't think that they're ridiculous, you know, mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, well, I'm not sure. Like, maybe this is true. And, yeah, it, it's uh, the decision to, to avoid just quite reasonable. You know, so those were the, um, those were a lot of the fears in this, in that particular thing I was looking at, but I know there's also, uh, fears of blood clots.
0: Oh, after the Johnson and Johnson? Mm. Yeah,
1: because there have been some, you know, so there was some, there was the, what if I get a blood clot?
0: Um, which is interesting because I had somebody say, um was like a another mom at like a sporting event um whom I don't even know it was like oh well I was really anxious about this too and then my doctor had said well you've been on birth control for decades the risk of having blood clots due to birth control is incredibly much higher than it is the risk with Johnson Johnson shot yeah.
1: well,
0: when you put it into like that comparison and yep. say the risk I'm willingly taking every day um
1: Yeah. That's, that's a, I I don't, yeah. Once, once, you know, once you've named a fear, then you can start to kind of look at it, right. Of like how realistic actually is it and what like kind of this piece, like with birth control where Mm -hmm. there was some risk, but it was considered so, I guess that that it was low enough that the, Mm benefit of, of mm. taking the birth control was considered to be worth it, right? So we do start to get into, once you've named it, it's just like, no, get away from me, I'm not doing it. That's one thing. Yeah. If you name what it is, then you can start to look at is the level of risk worth changing my behavior for? You know? And so that's interesting that, that, that for birth control, it was not. I obviously think of driving, you know, because mm-hmm. driving is risk that pretty much everyone is accepting. Um um, I forget the details. Remember when I was first uh specializing in anxiety, I read some book that got into all of the details Uh, of risk levels. All the risks that we Yeah.
0: Which is probably where you came up with the one about um right TV's falling on you while
1: you're exactly that is exactly where I got that from. Because I was like, wow, the 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 things that people are coming in afraid of the risk level of that is way higher. Uh, sorry, is way lower than the risk of your TV falling on you and killing you. And not to be afraid of TVs, but it's just like, oh, it's just really vanishingly rare. Or for you, the risk of a shark attacking you,
0: which I face the fear every summer. Yeah, often
1: yeah. in the ocean. And and why do you choose to face that fear, despite how terrible it would be if a shark attacked you?
0: Because values outweigh fear. Um, And, yes, the likelihood of this risk actually coming true is incredibly small. Especially because I also have this fear when, like, this summer we're going to be going to um, Michigan. And I have the same fear in Lake Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Where the risk of great white shark attack is,
1: is Yeah. Hey, you know, we've we've just we just talked about how it being rational is not one of the requirements of being afraid. <laughs> <Right>.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so
1: the uh, I mean yeah. It's kind of how this works if we we are figuring out yeah what is what is realistic.
0: Yeah. Well I think that piece, right, of I mean, which is so often the case, but of like being curious. Mm-hmm. right how to have these conversations yeah without jumping automatically to like i know better or the judgmental
1: totally. thing. yes
0: which is hard because we all have some skin in this game right like everybody has opinions on this so i think it is a really difficult thing for us to be more um non-judgmental about
1: right yeah yeah so what what you are being uh compassionate to the instinct towards not being compassionate.
0: Well, just cuz I think like, which as, I agree with. I like, agree with
1: that. Totally. Yeah. As yeah. a
0: therapist, it's so much easier for me to be compassionate with clients cuz it's not my life, right? It's not I'm not in it. I don't really have I mean I I care about the person, so that's like the most investment yeah. I have, but it's not it's not my life that I'm you know having to make changes around, and so it's yeah. very easy to be non-judgmental, to be more compassionate, to be very curious. Whereas if it's something that like directly affects me, yeah, I mean, it's going to be something I, I care more about.
1: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's understandable why people are feeling that tension, that discomfort and wanting to make someone do something that they really think is best. And, you know, that's how a lot of our anxious... Client's loved ones are. Mm-hmm. I yeah. know what is best for you. You need to do this thing, and that tends to not go great. Doesn't go well. Yeah, and that we are not generally hired as you know another parent to do that, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. can you just yell at me about this and make me? No, no, that's probably not going to be the way to do it. Yeah. yeah. So, so what we end up doing is, I mean, it is. What's that? Cheerleading. Cheerleading, <laughs> yes. We're encouraging and like we're being compassionate. We're trying to help everyone understand why why this makes sense, what's happening, how to make sense of it. And then starting to look at what to do to improve it, you know?
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think personally, so much of this is like trying to live if there's no such thing as anxiety, right? If you're guaranteed certainty. Yeah. what would your behaviors be like trying yeah. to get your behaviors more in line with what your values are than what, like,
1: yeah.
0: you know, the big anxiety monster is trying to totally.
1: scare you. Totally. And I, I think that's, that's really, for me, that's, that's key with this, right? Because like the, the cognitive, you know, restructuring Albert Ellis style, like here's all these fears and here is why they are wrong. Like, I feel like people have already come across this. This has been, you know, that they've tried having Albert Ellis yelling at them that they're being irrational.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I probably also themselves, you know, yeah. I feel like yeah. kind of what we work with is like shame and guilt all the time, getting in the way.
1: Okay. Totally. Of yeah.
0: Making
1: yeah. We, we know that like of the, those fears that, that, that we listed, and there was a few more, you know, um, there's the historical, uh, being treated badly by the medical profession. There's like traumas in the past. It, it, all, all this kind of stuff. These these uh, thoughts, these fears that are coming from somewhere. Um, I, I imagine at this point people know, well, this research has been, been good. Like the, there's very few. The side effects are mild. Big side effects are...
0: I think also, though, I mean, that's maybe making an assumption of mm, what people are, you know, how they're getting their news, how they're getting their information from, Mm, I think there could definitely be some pieces of that, too, of, I I hate to say it, but some of this is...
1: okay. Yeah. Because maybe they're they're getting it from, mm, like, Facebook or something?
0: Sure. Or... Places that, like, want to discredit the science or, you okay,
1: know. So, so, like, misinformation being, like, yeah, put out there? okay I think
0: there could okay. be, right? Because, yeah, a lot of us, you think, like, well, if there was more education about this, this would just be great. But um, there's some people who okay. are going to distrustful of some of those. Yeah.
1: but And, and you, you know what? That's, that's a good point, too, because the, um, like, it's uh, – I forget what the actual – Number is, but this, but it's essentially as an idea that, um, it takes 10 times more information to convince someone that, that something is safe than it's something that, that something is dangerous. You just need to really hear one person say something is potentially dangerous in order for you to take it on as a fear, and you know, you then need like an order of magnitude more reassurance. To believe that it's safe like it's so easy to introduce a fear and it's so hard to extinguish one
0: which makes so much sense right evolutionarily like yeah well negativity bias this idea that you yeah. know better safe than sorry of our threat system you know like we need to be on your toes always for any potential mm-hmm. danger
1: yeah. yeah okay then so so true right yeah make makes sense i mean honestly a, a lot of these these fears make makes sense evolutionary like it's stabbed sure. by something in the arm and something weird <laughs> in the right. body i mean like that's <laughs> our evolution is like don't do any of that you know it's just that rationally it's very very helpful yes. yeah yeah but but yeah that's but, but but i think that's a really good point a very good and compassionate point too is that people might have come across uh this information and we're just wired to take on a concern and a fear very easily and that, then it becomes very hard to extinguish that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that's where the difficult piece in this comes from, is not everybody... Yeah, I don't want to get, like, political into things, but not everybody has, like, the value of, right, like, changing COVID behaviors or, you know... Mm. Like, n- not even everyone has the value of, like, believing in covid is a thing so i think there's obviously like those parts into it too but maybe those people aren't so anxious they
1: don't yeah i i of this i wonder i wonder who those people are what is going on under the surface there like i am my you know i'm sure there's i'm sure there's some people who just fully believe it and it's not driven by an underlying fear but i'm willing to bet a lot of it is driven by underlying fear Mm-hmm. Um, but okay So I guess in case no one's Come across this before Research has been good Vaccines are, yeah. Have been very safe There are allergic reactions Very few cases mm-hmm. I think it's like 11 per million Or something right have, have some allergic reaction And that's why you kept around for a while after To see what happened. Sure very very rare there's blood clots that are also very rare um and i believe it it most likely is like young young women i think is is most likely but even then it's very 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 low and you sort of have a choice of different vaccines so it doesn't even if you feel like you're really scared even though the odds are very very low you know there are options um think of other relevant things relevant to this. I uh there's been a lot of people been vaccinated now. And I I was so I I I've used for reference I should mention um immunologist and infectious disease. I was wondering when when
0: this was gonna come
1: up. Yeah. Dr. Tony Smithyman, who I happen to know by virtue of him being my dad. Uh (laughs) so with him like a lot about this stuff and about about what what we know about the vaccines and Sort of all the, the history of all this, and he was saying basically, yeah, it's it is, it's safe. There there are risks, very very small, um, and as part of that, uh, you know, like basically, kind of like what we say, where there is risk in everything you do, every day, and what is it like? Is the upside worth that level of risk? and very hard to argue it's not um sure yeah for the bulk of people
0: well and that's why i wonder like if there are things like booster shots right when you think of mm-hmm. people's fear maybe getting over the initial yeah thing right the shot yeah. uh-huh. and then, like I, I would be curious as to what the data of like how what's the percentage of people who have gotten vaccinated then do follow through with getting booster shots That's my guess is from an exposure standpoint yeah. right like uh-huh. once you experience it you've done it you realize oh i could cope with this or the catastrophes the that anxiety was predicting didn't come true yeah
1: these things that right? didn't happen for me i was yeah i got yeah. through it okay yeah having that second shot um uh my dad also said that most likely like i said there's people that, like have this anxiety about They'll hear some news report of like, oh yeah, you have to do this every year. Um, he said that uh, what what will happen um, is, uh, I guess I was not aware of this until speaking with him about this. I guess a few months ago that there are that we have different immune systems and that the one that's getting the injection is actually a connected but a separate immune system from our mucus. Membrane. So one is like called like I guess some sort of like general immune system, and there's one that's this mucosal immune system. And he says they are related, they overlap, but they are distinct. And so he's like, you know, in the future they won't have to just inject you in the arm to do this. It will. All they'll have to do is just introduce it to your mucous membranes, which is you know your eyes, nose, mouth. Uh, lungs GI tract and he said that the, the um, boosters will basically be like two drops under the tongue and so it'll be very easy huh. for people to do it in the future and less like kind of scary and traumatic and less stabbing and you know all this kind of huh. stuff so oh, it'll feel so safer. Interesting
0: yeah. too yes to see right for the people who did not want to say the vulnerability of I have a needle phobia and that's why I didn't get this yeah but then the people who would be willing to do a sublingual
1: vaccine. Sublingual? Look to you. Scientific over there.
0: I do take allergy drops.
1: Sublingually.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> um, and, you know, like to see who's more, you know, are people much more willing to get it if it changes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting. Yeah. And he was just thinking that might be useful for people to know. It might be, oh, okay, it might be less scary next time.
0: Sure. And right, like would reduce obviously like arm pain, the like arm
1: pain. Oh, yeah. All that swelling and those reactions. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
0: Fascinating.
1: Yeah. So I think anything else he, he was telling me as far as the the actual risks. Um, and uh, oh, yeah. I asked him about the that, that fear of it's too new. It wasn't enough research. And he was saying, well, part of the reason it was so quick is that they'd already done a lot of this before this even showed up because they, they were already working on a coronavirus um, vaccine. And so they just were able, it was all, all that work was already done. They just switched from one to a different one.
0: It feels like as part of like the marketing team for these vaccines, that would be a helpful thing for them to put out there more. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, good thing we're here. Luckily, luckily, we have a worldwide reach, so we're getting out there that, yeah, all the work had already been done. They were already years into this, and then they just took, took a different path, and, and uh, that's partly why it's come along so quickly.
0: Well, and I do have to say, I feel like so much of what we've talked about in all of our um, you know, COVID-related podcasts over the past year plus yeah. is trying to like, correct some of maybe these like, marketing missteps.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Going on, you know, like using like overblown fear. Oh, to get
1: yeah. Like trying papers. to control people with fear. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a rough one.
0: And yeah, using even like shame to try to get people to change mm-hmm. behaviors. Like, I feel like a lot of this, you know, is about like, okay, if you're wanting this result, like yeah. there might be some better ways to go about I, it.
1: There. I was a big fan of Ohio's solution.
0: Well, even it is, right. Working on positive reinforcement.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's, that's like, right? I mean, like that, that whole idea of like, oh, I am willing to tolerate this thing that makes me uncomfortable because the benefit is, uh, is stronger. It's, the benefit <laughs> is more useful. Um, and that will make me, I'll be willing to tolerate it if I believe it's in line with something that I actually care about, right? Hmm. Even though, I don't know. Lotteries, obviously the, uh, the, odds, ratio, the odds on that are very, very, very small. But great. You know, that was enough to get some people to tolerate their discomfort enough to do it. And what, what I think we would probably argue for in our, in our work, as we've alluded to, is there are a lot of uh, values that people probably have that would make this worth doing for them. There's a lot of things they want to do with their lives or there's certain, you know, I guess, caring about their health, their family's health, you know, sure. broadly helping the world. You know, there's, there's probably, there probably are these values that are in there that can be well, even powerful we enough to avoid risk.
0: Yeah. Prior to our recording, but yeah. that we're so worried when the CDC came out with this, you know, recommendation that if you're vaccinated, you kind of don't need to wear masks anymore, that people are so afraid like, oh no, people who, you know, aren't vaccinated now are going to go around lying and saying that they are and not wear masks anywhere and what you know the data actually showed was like those people weren't wearing masks anyway it's not like now they're ripping off their masks and actually a lot of people once they started to see like oh there are benefits to me not wearing a mask Ooh, sorry um yeah. started to get there are there benefits to me getting vaccinated like I don't have to wear a mask people started to get vaccinated at higher rates or at least it started leveling off instead of dipping and so yeah. this idea. of Whereas is we've been using fear for so much of this pandemic and uh-huh. how it's been so difficult to regulate behavior because yeah. it, you know what so much research shows is using kind of shame in the long term causes people to shut down or does yeah. cause
1: and stop doing the things you want them to do exactly. and they feel bad and it's totally. not it's not actually it's short term motivating yes and so this
0: idea of like showing people like that there is reward or there is benefit or yes things can be in line with your values which is a you know benefit and reward um that it helps with better long-term behavior change yes only they had hired us
1: i know right (laughs) marketing yeah got got some anxiety people some anxiety psychologists in there or something yeah i mean i mean that's that
0: that is the first the first podcast we did on this was, you know, the fear that comes with um, pandemic. Remember, we we're talking about like Ebola and everything like that. Like the fear yeah. of this actually made it much worse.
1: Totally. Yeah.
0: Because it's hard to like go with the actual facts, right? The actual yeah.
1: evidence. It's hard to be realistic and use use the science. And yeah, yeah. So I I do. I mean, that's, that's a good point, I think. If it had been done through positive reinforcement, in a, as humans, like one, one of the things I like to say is that as humans, we, uh, we survive on um, a, a diet of food and positive reinforcement. Like that's, that's really how, how we're driven and how we work. Yet, as humans, our instinct is to try to control with fear, punishment, shame. But... No one responds all to all that. Like, everyone's bad job is because of exactly that. You know? It's like, it's just, it's this commonality.
0: Yeah. I mean, probably because it takes more work. Right? Well, it also takes a whole lot
1: perfect. of, it, it takes, I believe, it takes self, like, you have to t- tolerate, I am having this discomfort. Like, the fear, shame, punishment is just the expressing of your own, your own stuff o- onto someone. Whereas, like the positive reinforcement requires you to like
0: tolerate discomfort,
1: tolerate and, your own stuff, work on your own stuff, um, and, positively yeah. reinforce yourself, be kind to yourself, and then be kind yeah. to others, and that's hard work.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, great job, by the way. Anybody who is, uh, you know, yeah. get, getting vaccines yeah. or getting in touch with their fears or tolerating you're these things, moving it. in that direction.
0: Yeah, vaccinated, like, working on identifying what it is that is stopping you, working on, like, being honest. And that, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Even when people come in and say I'm anxious, and we talk about working on identifying the anxious thought, we always are talking about, like, it takes some detective work because it is oh, not yeah. obvious what the fear is.
1: Uh, no, it's not, it's not in English a lot of times or whatever you're Language. It's, mm-hmm. it's not in words it's just a sense and then mm-hmm. you you're really trying to be a detective and then translate it into words yeah it's hard work and then tolerating it's hard work and, and not just saying oh no it's bad it's hard work
0: i don't like it mm-hmm. yeah
1: tolerating it and then starting to examine whether there is any sort of unrealistic processing going on there whether you know Comparing it to what's out there, and then considering the idea of like moving towards the thing you're afraid of, that is about the then most courageous it. thing there ever is. Oh, you well, know?
0: Mexico <laughs> with your
1: children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. I am feeling like it's like, oh, okay. I feel like the uh, the cadence That's is the cadence is slowing down here. I felt like the energy is shifting. I wonder, I wonder how many minutes in we are. I'm like, oh, 49 minutes, 30 seconds. We are, we are pros at the 50 minutes.
0: I mean, we may practice yeah. uh, multiple yeah, hours a day every, every single day. day.
1: We have you know, an internal body clock of 50 minutes. So, um, any, last, any last thoughts or anything for you? Um,
0: I mean, what shot did you get and how
1: was your experience of it? Oh, um, I got the Moderna. Um, I had, I had some side effects, some, uh, like kind of, you know, feeling a bit fluey both times because I'd already had COVID, you know, a year before. And so I already had an immune system that knew about it and was eager to respond. Mm. Um, and interesting, interestingly enough, my second one was, uh, more, more, more intense, but shorter, which I liked.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, that, that, that was my very
0: last around getting the shot what's up any fear around getting the shot
1: um i didn't want a thing of metal stuck in stabbed in my arm but you know so i was not looking forward to it and i didn't stare i didn't look at my arm when it was happening i looked away and was happy when it was done uh so i definitely had some some needle injection uh anxiety uh but of course you know not not in a way that was going to get in the way of me choosing to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have any fears around sort of getting COVID or becoming infertile or anything like that. Yeah. Um, What were you?
0: Um, I had the Moderna as well. Um, My husband had had it, uh, the shot prior, a while before I did. So I had the benefit of like, not firsthand, but secondhand, like seeing it in action. So I think maybe that helped a little sort of Uh proxy exposure. Um, And yes, I I don't have a real big needle phobia, but I don't like to look at it either. So I didn't look at it when it happened. Um, And the first shot, I had a sore arm. And the second one, I I felt like I had like the flu for a day. But it's a weird thing where you're like, I know I'm not
1: actually sick, but I
0: feel like mind weird thing.
1: Which, which does, by the way, tell you when you're sick, how much of it is not you actually being sick. It's just your body's immune response. Mm and It is making you feel bad because it, it is doing things that are healthy. It's so interesting, right?
0: You want to slow down.
1: Yeah. I, I will say the second shot I, um, I asked them to use the smaller needle because based on like your body weight, they have different sizes of needle. I think it's to go through like subcutaneous fat. And my first one was like pretty, my arm was pretty sore. So the second time I'm like, Hey, I'm, um, I'm in, I don't have any fat here. Like, can, I, can you just give me this little one? You're going to get right in there straight away. It's fine. And it's like, cool and it it, uh, it, I didn't even feel it it was good
0: well that was not my experience but okay. it was fine it was fine it wasn't it didn't hurt any more than like a flu shot or anything no, getting I, the shot it was just
1: I'm yeah not, I'm not a, not a fan of uh, getting stabbed in my <laughs> either you know so. yeah. <laughs> once I saw there was an option of getting this like smaller needle I'm like oh, can I have the small needle please Um, I
0: also Heard from a friend who uh, works for Johnson and Johnson that it depends on also how quickly they jab you. They try to teach them to go oh, slower. Interesting, because <laughs> that affects how sore your arm is. Sorry.
1: Oh, that's good to know. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. And any last thoughts or ideas or anything?
0: Um, yeah. Well, if you have other ideas for things you want us to talk about besides COVID.
1: Oh yeah. I don't know. Shall, shall we take our metaphorical masks off? <laughs> <laughs> Do something else. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Um, I did have. I, I can talk to you later about what I had some an idea for, um, for another one that maybe we've touched on a little. To okay. be continued.
1: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Good. 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 Yeah. I I am ready for some non some non COVID ones. Yeah. This one just felt timely. Totally yeah.
0: appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, thanks. If you have questions, uh, marianne at anxietyaustin.com.
1: Yep. And what's mine? Doctor at tomlinsonin.com. Oh. Oh, oh, oh.
0: Yeah. Um, thanks, for, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for comments. Like yeah. us.
1: Yeah. Do, do all the things you're supposed to do.
0: Yeah. We recently passed the 50,000 download well, so. well
1: yeah we must be because last time we talked we were we had passed it so we must be wow. a little higher i'm guessing Well, i don't check it
0: out frequently so yeah thanks for listening we appreciate
1: yeah. it yeah thanks okay Bye bye